Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. Today is a super exciting podcast episode because it is actually my 75th episode and I am so proud of how much this podcast has taught me and how much I've learned along the way and how many amazing guests and speakers I've had on the show. So I am really, really excited that we've hit this milestone in my business and my podcast. And I wanted to talk about a particular topic today that has been sort of front in mind over the last couple of weeks. And it really is around when we get sick of our own shit. So you're probably wondering, like, what does that even mean? And basically what I mean by that was we get to this point in our life and it can happen many times. It could happen every couple of years or whatever it is where you're just in a funk and you are maybe drinking too much, not exercising enough, you're eating too much takeaway, you're hanging out with toxic people, you're consuming too much on the internet, whether it's pornography, whether it's Instagram, whether it's you know crappy news or, or anything like that. And you can kind of go into a bit of a spiral where if you're not careful, going through this funk can end up lasting for months and sometimes even years where you get really unproductive, you don't prioritize your health. And this was totally me. So in 2022, I would have to say I had some high highs and some low lows and it started off with a real low. I had a course failure that I had put so much time and energy into, I probably put about $25,000 into marketing, which for me being a completely self-funded entrepreneur was a lot of money. It didn't go nearly the way to plan. I've actually got another podcast episode about how my course launch was a complete dumpster fire. But then I had a bit of an awakening and I went, I was like, okay, I need to get myself back into the groove. It was beginnings of summer and I came back from a trip to Mexico and I was feeling super good and you know all these all these types of things and had a really amazing partner over the summer and we had so much fun together and after the summer hit I just crashed him and I had a breakup it was something that I really felt was going to be long term for us but I knew that he was really on the fence and I felt I felt like I was constantly sort of trying to convince him that we wanted the same things. So as we know, that never works out the way we want it to when we want somebody else to be ready, when we want somebody else to love us or to choose us or whatever. And that was totally the mindset that I was in. I was also going through another course launch at the time and was during in the right in the middle of wedding season 
had a bit of a falling out with a couple of my girlfriends at the wedding, which was super, super stressful, super emotional for me. And then when I got back from that wedding, my partner and I broke up and it threw me down into a complete emotional state. I was really having a hard time with that breakup. I had really been all in, in terms of love. And I just thought he was the coolest guy and really saw a future with us. So it gets to a point where when that happens, it can really affect all areas of your life. And it started affecting my business. My business was already seeing a bit of a pullback because of the recession. And, you know, there was just one thing after another that I just felt like I couldn't win. At the beginning of December, we had a big family drama. My wife, my brother and his wife decided to separate I'm very close with her family and I'm very close with my brother. So that was a big stress for me. Um, And basically what happened was in the month of December, I ended up getting really sick. So I got the flu. It was a nine day flu. I was basically bedridden the whole time. As soon as I recovered from that, I got an eye infection, which undoubtedly was stress related. It was my whole right eye. I could basically not open it. And then I had a couple of days break in between. And then literally like on December 27th, 2022, woke up in the middle of the night with this excruciating pain in my abdomen and ended up in surgery 12 hours later, having my appendix removed. So this was all happening over the course of like a four month period. And I feel like during that period, I really hit a low And I'd hit this kind of a low before, and we all have different periods of our life where sometimes we're killing it, sometimes we're not. But twice in 2022, I had hit one of the lowest lows that I felt probably since the pandemic. And then before that, who knows when, but it doesn't happen all the time. And I was in such a dark place, such an emotional state that I really just was feeling sorry for myself. And I'm usually pretty good at pulling myself out of a funk and an emotional state like that because of all the personal development I've done and all the books that I read. And I know I've got a very high self-awareness, but when you have just one thing after the other that kicks you while you're down, it can be very hard to self-motivate and regain that momentum into feeling good again, prioritizing your health, prioritize your well-being. And instead, what I started to do was just numb out. And this is a coping mechanism that I know a lot of people out there are battling with or have struggled with in the past. And whether it's substance abuse, whether it's pornography, whether it's internet consumption, you know, you're constantly scrolling on Instagram. That's a form of, of coping mechanism, or maybe it's just even sleeping and eating shitty food. So my coping mechanism, I have a few, uh, basically would sleep a lot. I would force myself to sleep a lot and think that if I slept more then I would feel better. And so I was sleeping like 10 hours a day. Uh, then I was also, smoking a lot of weed and in Canada it's legal. So I was smoking a lot of weed. I was probably smoking five days a week and probably drinking alcohol maybe three or four days a week as well. I hadn't been to the gym in about four to six months. I really wasn't training with any level of consistency 
the last time I did any exercise was really just doing some dance classes and going for bike rides during the summer. But my physical health was declining. My mental health was declining. Even my sleep was declining because I was using so many substances to try and just numb out that I was using like sleeping pills to make me sleep at night. And then I wasn't able to sleep at night. So then I would smoke weed and then, you know, it's just a vicious cycle and I don't even like talking about it, but I just know that there's so many people out there that have dealt with similar types of experiences and they feel like they're alone. They feel like they're broken. They feel like they're some sort of piece of crap because they've had to use drugs before to cope with different situations. And that was me. And I just, I felt like a bit of a fraud because here I am trying to promote a totally different lifestyle where people are financially responsible, they're physically, mentally responsible, all of those things, and they're all connected. And what I have realized is sometimes there are circumstances that are yes, beyond your control, but your environment is one of the most important impacts on who you are as a person. And as much as we like to think our willpower, our our self-motivation, our drive, our education, whatever it is, who you spend the most time with has the biggest impact on who you are other than any other thing. So there's a saying that if you hang out with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. If you hang out with five drug addicts, you'll be the sixth. And I found that a lot of people that I was hanging out with were drinking every weekend. They weren't exercising that much. It was one of those lifestyles where it was like, oh my God, I can't wait until Friday so we can have a drink. And that's such a common thing to say that we don't even think of it as like, wait a minute, are we running from the five days of the week of our life that we cannot wait until it's Friday to have a sip of alcohol to numb out or to calm our stress and nerves from what has happened over the last five days. And then we end up getting hungover or blind on the weekend so that we can just forget the week that has passed But then that week rolls into the next week, into the next week, into the next week. And before we know it, we're in this emotional funk. We're in this complacency and state of just existence instead of actually living and thriving. We're just in survival mode at that point. And this is just no way to live. And I was starting to feel it. I felt like I was literally dying. I was like, I cannot win. I cannot get past this. This is so frustrating. I was so emotionally exhausted from trying so hard and putting all my energy into a relationship that wasn't working. I felt so exhausted from putting time and energy into a business that wasn't working after leaving my career that also kind of wasn't working after leaving Australia and my visa wasn't working It just felt like one thing after another was not working in my favor. I I, I felt like this real pity party that I had been handed a shit sandwich for the last couple of years. And it was just starting to get so disheartening for me that I went into a, a full state of paralysis. And the coping mechanisms that I were using were just essentially pushing me through to the next day to the next day, to the next day, so that I wouldn't feel anything. So I wouldn't feel any emotions, so that I wouldn't feel pain, so that I wouldn't feel loss or grief or sorry for myself. It was just, how can I not feel? And 
it was crazy because that was December 27th that I had my appendix removal surgery. The seven days after that, I was completely bedridden and crippled from the recovery. By the way, worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. Like I've obviously had my boobs done. I've had a reconstructive nose job. I've had, a, because I broke my nose to be full transparency, um, there's been a lot of different injuries that I've had, ribs, broken ribs, broken wrist, separated shoulder, and nothing compares to the pain that I experienced with my appendix removal. So I was in this state of just like, holy fuck, it's just one thing after another. And sorry for swearing so much on this, this episode, one thing after the other. And then the calendar flipped and it was all of a sudden it was January 1st. I was laying in bed and I got a couple emails from existing clients and one from a financial planner and one from a friend that all said, Hey, are you still taking new clients right now? I was speaking to somebody at work about this and they're really interested in meeting with you. And one other said, Oh, I've just spoken to a friend. Uh, they're really interested in doing some financial coaching. They're a business owner, got another inquiry off of Google. And within the first week of January, I had more momentum in my business, more new clients, more income in my business than I'd had in the previous four months. And what that did was it gave me this whole new sense of self-confidence, self-esteem, and rebounded me out of this emotional self-pitying, perpetu- you know, perpetuating state of misery where I was like, wait a minute, I have a job to do. I have a skill. I have a gift. I need to show up for these people the same way that I showed up for my previous clients in the past who had amazing results. And if they didn't, they wouldn't have referred somebody to me. So I snapped out of it. I had this crazy busy week of work and was so excited about it. Felt so good again and was like, oh my God, I got this. I got this. Jumped on a plane, came to Australia and was immediately surrounded by the fittest, healthiest, happiest people I have ever seen. And I don't know if it was just on my radar because I was surrounded by winter and wool jackets and parkas, but everyone in Australia was absolutely glowing and thriving. I was, I remember sitting at the pool at Bondi beach and I said to my sister-in-law, Jessica, who came with me on this trip. And we were just like, I have never seen so many people with abs and a good tan in one location at one time. And I just remember thinking, what the hell am I doing with my life? Why am I numbing myself out? Why am I drugging myself into a state of paralysis to just avoid my life when there is so much else out there that is for me? There is so much else out there that I have and done in the past and can do again and know that I'm surrounded by these amazing people who have so much inspiration, so much energy, so much motivation, whether it's in the fitness industry, whether it's in finance, in business, in online coaching, in relationships, therapists. I was doing an inventory of all the people in my network that I know in Canada, USA, Australia, all over the world. And how many people have inspired me? And then I get all these messages like, oh my God, you inspired me with my business so much. Thank you for that podcast. Or thank you for sharing that vulnerable post. And here I am feeling like the biggest freaking imposter because I was going through a hard time myself. I didn't want to record podcasts. Like this episode that I'm recording is my 75th episode. I haven't recorded a podcast in two months. And the reason being is because I just felt like a fraud. 
I didn't want to get up and show up in this energy of, Hey, I can motivate you. I can inspire you when I myself was in this dark hole of a place. And that's the thing about being, I don't even like calling this word, but an influencer or an online presence is that people always have this expectation of you that you got to have your shit together all the time. And because you're a coach, you must have a perfect life or you must be able to self-coach in every crappy situation. But that's just not the case. We're all human. We all are affected by emotion. And if we weren't, we'd be sociopaths, right? So when I had this epiphany moment, I was sitting at Bondi Icebergs at the pool, looking around. I was chatting to my friend who had just been on The Bachelor, Thomas Malicelli. He was absolutely ripped, looked so good. And I was just looking around at all these people and I was just like, I used to be like this. I used to be fit. I used to be healthy. I used to be super happy, inspirational, smiling all the time. What changed? I allowed myself to surround myself in an environment that didn't serve me. And I was unhappy. I was unmotivated. I was playing this self-perpetuating pity party because of my circumstances. And as soon as I changed my environment and snapped myself out of this funk, I decided I was like, I'm the only person responsible for my own happiness. I can be in loving relationships. I can have great connection with people, but at the end of the day, I'm the only person that's responsible for my own happiness. And until I decide that I'm sick of my own shit, that I'm sick of drugging myself every single day or drinking myself sick or whatever, until I'm the one that decides that nobody else can tell me to change. I'm a very stubborn person. My parents have tried for many years to try and change the way I think. And it is absolutely not something that is possible for anybody. So I got to Melbourne. I was surrounded by all these fit and healthy people. And I just looked at myself in the mirror, the fattest I'd ever been, the most unhealthy I'd ever been, tired all the time, giant bags under my eyes. And I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I am sick of my own shit. I am sick of telling myself this self-pitying story of, oh, poor me. Oh, it didn't work out. Oh, blah, blah, blah. This, what, this didn't go so well. This person broke up with me. Nobody wants to be with me. I don't have as much money as I want. I don't blah. You know, it's like you could just tell yourself this kind of story over and over and over again about everything in your life. Or you can look in the mirror and go, right, okay, I'm not where I want to be right now, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get back into that person that I once knew and once was when I was happiest. And I'm going to go above and beyond that to become even happier with my own self-motivation, with my own dreams, with my own desire, with my own self-love. And when I do that, when I show up for myself, when I show up for my business, for my clients, for my health, for my mental health, for my physical health, for my relational health with the people that are still choosing to be in my life and who have stuck it out with me through the most challenging, darkest times of my life, when I show up for them the way that they showed up for me, I will naturally attract that type of person back into my life because they do exist. But what we put out there into the universe is what we attract. 
If we ourselves are having self-doubts about our business and about our ability to earn an income and do we bring the value to the table to our clients or do we bring the value to the relationship? If we're doubting ourselves and we don't even believe in ourselves, then how the heck do we expect others to believe in themselves and how do we also expect others to believe in us? and to want to be a part of our circle and a a part of our life, whether it's as a friend, whether it's as a romantic partner, whatever. So we, you know, we hear all these buzzwords around like happiness is an inside job, blah, blah, blah. You got to love yourself first and this and that. And it came to a point where I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't actually love myself. Would I date me? No. Would I sign up to be my client? No. Would I be inspired by me? No, no, no. If I, if I really knew what was going on behind the scenes, would I want to be a part of my life? And the answer was no. So why do I expect that somebody else would want to be in my life for that same reason if I myself even can't fall in love with my own life? And so the, for the past month and a half or however long I've been in Australia now, month, I guess, I really have taken it on as my personal mission to fall back in love with myself, fall back in love with my business, get excited about what I do because I love what I do. And if you ever speak to me about my business, you will know how passionate I am about helping my clients, but it can be so challenging to show up for other people when you can't even show up for yourself. And I started thinking about who is the man that I want to attract into my life? Is it somebody that puts in a 30% effort to our communication, to hanging out, to date nights, to spending time with me? Or is it somebody that is a fuck yes and would do anything to spend time with me and would go above and beyond to make me feel loved and appreciated? So if that's the person that I'm going for, why am I still settling for this 30%, not even one foot in effort? It's like a Oh, yeah, maybe I'll see what it fits for me and blah, 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 if that fits my schedule or maybe yeah, if I have time, I'll hit you up later, but then I won't hit you up later. Like if I want to just flip flop around and keep accepting that shitty energy into my life, then I'm putting it out there to the universe that that's the most that I deserve. But when you start to begin to self-love and show up and really do the things that you say you're going to do. So for me, it was signing up for a half marathon with absolutely no training. I had done three runs and I was like, you know what, this is going to suck. It's going to be really painful, but it's going to give me something to focus my energy on. It's going to get me back to my regular fitness routine, back to spending alone, alone time in my own head. Because the last time I trained for a half marathon, it was one of the most therapeutic experiences. I, was able to get so much clarity in my thoughts, in my fitness. I wasn't drinking alcohol. I was just really, really with myself. So I signed up for this half marathon and I run it in five days from now on, on Sunday. I think it's the 19th of February. I'm recording this on Valentine's day, ironically. And I just decided that it was time for me to make a radical change because we will constantly default back into old habits unless we make a radical change. We can't do these 
one toe in, one toe out effort and expect to get life-changing results. We have to throw ourselves in the deep end. We have to do something wildly different. And I was so inspired by a couple of my friends who decided to do 75 hard, which is 75 days of straight training, no alcohol, two, two workouts a day. One has to be a 45 minute outdoor workout. One is reading 10 pages uh, of a book. And, um, anyway, check it out. 75 hard. So I'm really inspired by two of my friends, Matthew Ferguson and Ryan Butner, who were doing this challenge and they played a really big part in being a part of my environment and inspiring me to do hard things and to give up this victim mentality and start going, I can do hard things too. I might not want to do 75 hard, but I can throw myself into training again after six weeks after my appendix removal surgery and give myself a big audacious goal to really prioritize my own mental well-being and my physical well-being again. And as a flow-on effect, it has had so many different effects into other areas of my life. It's now mid-February and I've just had another three clients join my business. So what I'm trying to say to you is there will be a point in your life where you look in the mirror, just like I did when I arrived in Bondi Beach, and you look at yourself and you see this shell of a human who is the victim, who is self-pitying, who is making up every excuse in the world not to do something, and you look at yourself and you go, I'm sick of living like this. I'm sick of being my own worst enemy when I know I am capable of so much more. I know I'm capable of being a superhuman in business, in love, in friendship, in family, in finances, in every aspect of your life. And it's not until you really feel that and feel into that, that you're going to make a change. Because if you're not emotionally attached to this change, you're not going to stick with it. So I hope this podcast episode has resonated with you. I was looking back at all of the different episodes that I have recorded and I was so proud of myself for hitting 75 episodes. I completely missed the 50 episode mark. I forgot to celebrate it. I was going to do, you know, some celebration episode and I just realized by the time my podcast team had edited, we were like on the 56th episode and and then I looked at it and I was like, "No, this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity to be real about my story to really give people hope that like, if you are in a funk, if you're feeling crap and you're just like, I can't win, this is just not working for me, no matter how hard I try, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There really is. And there will be a point where you just have to look in the mirror and go, you know what? Screw this freaking story. I've been telling myself, I deserve more. I'm going to put myself around people and situations and energy and environment that is what I want to achieve out of my own life. Are the people around you inspiring you to do better, to be a better person, to be healthier, to be more motivated, to be better with money, or are they energy vampires and they're sucking you down? And sometimes you're going to have to cut out some really toxic people in order to make that transition. But when you do, you will eventually start to grow your wings. You will start to fly. You will feel like a totally different person. And it will almost be like there's this glowing aura around you that 
negative energy, negative people, negative stories will just start to bounce off. And I started really feeling that in the last week. I started hearing some negative stories or people complaining or this and that. And I just was like, oh, and I just felt my aura around me. And I'm not woo woo. This is just me being real. I could literally feel a barrier around my psyche that was like, I'm not allowing that in. I'm no longer going to take on that negative energy from these people that don't add any value to my life or are bringing me down because I am on my own trajectory right now. I'm finally feeling good. I finally feel motivated and inspired and thriving again that you got to put up those walls sometimes and you got to say, you know what? I feel for you, but I can't take this on right now. And it might mean taking a break from certain people in your life or, com or completely cutting them out. And it might even be your romantic partner. Your romantic partner might be the most toxic person in your life. And this might be the sign from the universe. If you're listening to this and you'll know right away, cause you would have been thinking about this person while I was talking, this person for you may be bringing you down, maybe not allowing you to thrive. And your romantic partner is going to be the biggest impact on your financial future and your mental health out of any other person in your life. So choose wisely. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you are having an amazing week. If you loved this episode, please give me a shout out on your Instagram stories. My 75th episode, make that money, honey. Connect with me on Instagram. Send me a DM. Would love to hear from you. Would love to hear what resonated from this episode from you. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey.